Welcome to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. Since 1997, Scriptorium has helped companies manage, structure, organize, and distribute content in an efficient way. In episode 57, we look at content strategy across different disciplines and how an enterprise-level content strategy can grow out of departmental efforts. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah O'Keefe. I'm here with Bill Swallow. Hello. Bill is actually for once in the room here in North Carolina and has spent the last few days visiting with the so-called home office and complaining about the chewy and wearable air. It's gross. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> well, we could return the favor in January and That's true. discuss how, how do you do that in the frozen north. Um, we've, we've named his office the Arctic Scriptorium, although I guess now that we have an employee in Minneapolis, you're only like, what, the sub-Arctic Scriptorium? Yeah. We'll take Apple Country again. Apple, <laughs> Apple Country Scriptorium. So today what we wanted to do is talk about enterprise content strategy and what that really means when you try to put the pieces together across a whole group of departments and what their interpretations of content strategy are. When we talk about content strategy, every... Uh, discipline seems to have a slightly different definition of what that is. If you talk to tech com people about technical or tech com content strategy, of product content strategy, of marketing content strategy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and each one of those uh, departments or functions seems to have a slightly different idea of what their priorities are and what they need out of content strategy. So starting with, for example, marketing, what's the typical focus for content strategy in a marketing-focused area? A lot of the marketing content strategy is focused on customer engagement and corporate brand. So being able to put the best face for the company forward and making sure that your customers and your target audience uh, are getting the experience that your company expects them to get. Uh, so all of the content strategy uh, pieces uh, that make that happen will be very different from, say, looking at your technical communications group producing your documentation. So on the marketing side, you get things like voice and tone standards. Voice and tone standards, uh, delivery formats to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, and positioning. And editorial calendars and web content strategy and all the rest of it. All that fun stuff. And then what does TechCom focus on? Well, you have TechCom, you have a lot of the a lot of similar things. So you still have your voice, you still have your tone, but it's it, it usually takes a slightly different approach, uh, at least traditionally. Um, and you typically hear style guide, right? Well, you hear style guide, but not I mean, so much voice and tone. It's it's a bit of both because the style guide really does have you know control over voice and tone as mm-hmm. well, and you know your marketing content strategy is certainly going to have a style guide as well, um, it, it, but it may not be the same. What technical um, content does well is that whether or not you're using um, any kind of uh, structured environment or XML. TechCom is really good at structuring content from a um, at a conceptual level. So looking at things and breaking them down into topics, whether it's long form or short form, uh, having very specific compartmentalized approaches to producing content, and then wrapping it all up together to produce either, uh, in the classic sense, a manual, um, or online help systems, or putting out just information that is well-organized and defined. And 
the, the, the real trick and the real difference is that there is a very strong focus on being technically accurate and correct in mm -hmm. the Technicom mm -hmm. side, which you don't necessarily find in other departments. And I think in addition to that, what you see is that the it's not quite as simple as marketing is pre-sales and tech-com or product content is post-sales. But if you look at it that way very broadly, then the marketing teams tend to be very much focused on how do we increase revenue, how do we increase cost share, how do we increase sales, right? They're, they're focused on let's invest and as a result have increased sales, mm -hmm. have increased revenue, have increased customers, whatever. And on the techcom side, nearly always, techcom is focused on efficiency and cost avoidance. Yes. How can we, we have to produce all this content, whether because of regulation or just so that people can use the product successfully. How do we produce all this information as efficiently as possible? Mm -hmm. And historically, that has not been a focus on the marketing side, right? The question of how long does it take? How expensive is it to produce this piece? Um, marketing might look at the question of, oh, well, three varnishes and eight metallic ink colors is going to make for a really expensive printed product, but you very rarely hear it costs too much to write this content or yes. to manage this content. And that techcom has been, I don't know about exclusively, but largely focused on we have so, so much content, we have to manage it efficiently. Right, because also a lot of the techcom-based content is more evergreen than the marketing content will be. So therefore, it's going to stick around for a lot longer period of time. A lot of the marketing content um, is very short-lived. You know, it might, I mean, you, you certainly would have marketing copy, copy that could potentially be out there for a year or more. Uh, I'm not saying that there isn't, but a lot of the marketing content is very, um, it's very targeted and it's very, time uh, yes, very, very uh, time sensitive. Mm -hmm. So, and then of course there are other, you know, content creators that produce customer facing information like tech support, which tends to, for the most part, align with the product content. And then something like training, which to me kind of goes across the two. If you, if you look at it between marketing and tech com, it kind of sits in a weird maybe third place, but kind of in between. The question then, I think, becomes how can we look at content strategy across an enterprise and do a better job of putting those pieces together, of working across the various functions and taking the things that they do well on the content strategy side and, and you know, putting that all together, how do we do that? I mean, how do we take that step into saying we're not going to have marketing content strategy and product content strategy and, you know, training content strategy and I don't even know what else content strategy. How do we put them together? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not sure we would say that you don't have those things, but you would definitely have something an umbrella strategy that pulls them all together. And the first thing you need to look at, it, okay, what are the strengths, the weaknesses, um, the commonalities, and uh, the unique needs for each of these groups? So what are they doing really well? What are they struggling with? Uh, what are very specific things that they need to worry about that other groups don't need to worry about? And what are the things that they worry about that everybody wor worries about? Mm -hmm. And trying to find all these pieces and put and see how they can fit together and complement each other from group to group. And then what we found is that the 
over, as you said, the umbrella or the overarching tool that can make it possible to really understand what you're dealing with tends to be the customer journey. Generally. Uh, because you can, yeah, because you can look at a holistic customer journey and say, okay, well, the customer goes from being a prospect to being a researcher to being a buyer to being a learner to being a user and then back around through the uh, back to being a prospect because they might upgrade or they might buy other products or they might become an advocate or an ev- evangelist for your product. So you have that. And hopefully never a detractor. And hopefully. <laughs> so you have that process that they go through. And, you know, sometimes it's shown as a loop. Sometimes it's kind of an infinity figure eight. But what's important is that it is not a straight line from A to B to C to D to E. There's, there's definitely some loop back in there. The customer, and this I think is really the crux of it. From the customer's point of view, you, the enterprise, you, the organization, are a single Thing, right? Mm-hmm. I bought this product from Microsoft. I bought this product from Apple. I bought this product from whoever. They don't know or care that, in fact, inside that great big organization, you have a product content team and a marketing content team. Oh, and you have both sales and marketing and marketing communications and technical marketing and tech support and, you know, VIP tech support and training. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Well, I don't care. You know, (laughs) I bought a piece of software and I want you to... Give me the information that I need to use that software or that hardware or that tool successfully. I am entirely disinterested in the fact that the content I need is sitting on xyz.company.com and not on abc.company.com. That should not be my problem. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when you have these departmental content strategies, it becomes my problem because I have to find it, right? I have to find the right website or the right, God help me, PDF. (laughs) <laughs> and then I have to dig through it and find the right thing. Oh, yep. and then it probably is contradicted by the other website. Well, yeah, and it, it doesn't help that how you navigate when researching a product varies differently from how you navigate when trying to research how, you know, how to troubleshoot something in the product. Um, finding you know, content across, like you mentioned, multiple different portals and having to use these portals in a different way and the fact that they organize their information potentially in a very different way, um, it's just, it it gets back to the detractor thing. I mean, are you fostering um, detractors of your, your company, your brand, or do you want them to be a net promoter? So working our way around to our point, which is enterprise content strategy is your friend, right? It's not your friend because it's cool and awesome and blah, blah. It is your friend because if you don't use the same words for the same product across different departments, your customers are screwed. They can't find what they're looking for because they're using the wrong word. Mm-hmm. So when I say you need to use the same words to describe things or the same words to allow people to search, well, you need an enterprise taxonomy. You need enterprise-level metadata that is consistent across the enterprise, not just department by department, because, again, your customers are not interacting with your content department by department. They're just not. Right. And they're, once they learn over in the land of marketing that you refer to a product as, you know, ABC123, 
If you then go over to the product content and all of a sudden it's one, two, three, ABC, um, they're mm -hmm. not going to be very happy with you. Right, or XYZ. Or XYZ or alpha, beta, gamma, you know, just because. Oh, well, we do it differently over here, and those people are morons, right? I mean, how many times have we heard that? We go into a company, mm -hmm. and we say, wait, you do it this way, and they do it that way, and the canonical answer is, well, you know, we're right, and they're wrong. Yep. Well, that may be true, <laughs> although I will tell you, we then go talk to the second group, and they say, well, we're right, and they're wrong. But... It's actually irrelevant because what matters is that you're producing content that doesn't align, that makes it the customer's problem, and therefore you're both wrong. Mm -hmm. I had um, I had bought a chainsaw a while back, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was okay. actually going through and you know just just going through the maintenance um, procedure of it uh, just a couple weeks ago because I need to clear some some small trees from my property, and um, I was looking up in the print manual, which was stored with the chainsaw, which was half destroyed, um, you know, what type of oil I needed uh, and such. And it's an electric chainsaw, so I had to figure out exactly what I needed to do to, to fix all the moving pieces. And I could only get to half the information. So then I went online, and I was finding that the information that was online for my very specific model of chainsaw um, was very different from the print manual that came with the chainsaw itself. So I had to call the support <laughs> number just to ask them, which one should I be following? Because my print manual is destroyed, and the online information is different from what I can read in the print manual. But it's, and it's they a didn't chainsaw. Know. But I they mean, didn't know. It's okay. What are the odds that you'll get hurt if you use it? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I still have all fingers, toes, <laughs> and other limbs, so I'm good. <laughs> but, I mean, so this is actually, you know, A, they used the wrong format, right? I mean, if you're going to use paper, make it something laminated or yes. put it in a little Ziploc baggie or something. Well, that was, that was probably my fault. It's a I chainsaw. Didn't. It's going to be outside or it's going to be in your garage getting eaten by the mice. Do you have mice? No, anyway. Um, <laughs> and so then that, I mean, that's problem A. Problem B is they contradict each other. But is that because the one online got updated? We don't know or, because the person I called, um, mm -hmm looked it up and they couldn't tell me which one was right or wrong. Okay, fantastic. Because because and this goes back to um, the reason why you know having this global content strategy is important is because when you have very important information like this it's it's kind of important to centralize it so that all groups are using the same information always. Uh, and what I assume happened here is that a particular spec sheet went down from um, you know, their R&D group or their production group and was used at one point in time to create one deliverable and a copy of it was somehow modified and used to create some different copy for maybe the online stuff. And that is absolutely what you do not want to have happen. Um, fortunately, you know, a chainsaw only works a certain way, so, <laughs> you know, if there's something that goes wrong, generally if you're used to using power tools, you, you can kind of, you know, avoid injury, but... You know, having other things, especially automated pieces of, of I machinery. I think I know what I'm doing, so I'll avoid injury here. Now, I personally would say something along the lines of, well, this information contradicts, so you know what? I don't need to clear that brush that badly. Yeah, I, I use that excuse that. long enough. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it has to be cleared. Okay, so now that we've established that enterprise content strategy is a good thing for your various limbs... <laughs> um, what 
you know, how, how do you do this? I mean, you're sitting inside a group, you know, maybe you're in a product group, maybe you're in a marketing group, maybe you're in a training group. You know that you have these contradictions. You know that you have 18 websites out there that mm-hmm. all have different information on a different technology stack produced by different people with different taxonomy and different terms and different everything. What do you do? What's your first step? I mean, other than call us. Yeah, other than what's, call us. What's or, your first or, or step? Other than sit at your desk crying. crying. Yeah, about yeah. it. Uh, the first thing is to start talking with people in your company across these different departments. Try to find your peers. So if you are in charge of the technical communications team, you want to make sure that you have you know inroads with you know someone who's in charge of the marketing team. And tech support. Uh, and tech and support and, and training and all these other people who feed into the content uh, pipeline. Uh, you need to make those connections if you don't have them. You know, you need to kind of understand who's who. So have that org chart handy and go knock on some office doors or call people up or, or what have you. Um, and then once you do have all of their ears, make sure that you just that you don't dive in to the deep end. You know, you want to kind of wade in slowly uh, and start small. You know, and the first the first part really is to try to define. Okay, you know. What is your strategy? Find out who's doing what and why. You know what? What are you doing well? What are you not doing well? Uh, what is? What are some processes that you're following? And you know, how might we be able to start sharing some of this stuff across? Find out where those common common areas are. Make note of the things that absolutely have to be treated a certain way for a particular group, and and go from there. Yeah. If the problem's big enough, and I would argue that your uh, chainsaw potential massacre there is is a big enough problem, um, you might try the go big strategy, which is basically to write it up and say, hey, over here it says this, and over here it says this, and this is really bad, and take it you know, up your management chain and try and get some immediate action. Um, that can be highly effective. And or it could be not so effective and result in you being, you know, literally walked out the door for being a general pain in somebody's took us. So think about that. You know, think about how much risk you really want to take. But I do think that, you know, making it's always a good idea to network within the company. And finding your peers in the other organizations is always a good idea. And making those connections will help you, even if this goes nowhere, because having those connections, having, you know, friends in other parts of the organization Mm -hmm. that you uh, talk to and work with and network with and understand what they're doing, um, means that your career at that company will be a lot easier. Something happens, they call you or they email you and say, hey, did you hear about this and such? Maybe you should be in this meeting. You know, those connections, you need to make those connections no matter what. But in this particular case, I think it's a it's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. It's so, very easy to start butting heads, too, when you, when you start making these connections. I mean, some people uh, have a very specific strategy for a very specific reason. And they are, you know, they're, they're going to be loath to, to change the way they're working. Um, but, uh, again, you got to, hopefully everyone involved can use the, um, the overall customer experience or the customer journey as a guideline to say, okay, we're all in this together. We're at different points in the journey. How can we make sure that it's as seamless as possible when they go from our, you know, group A to group B to group C to group D's content and contribution to the customer? Yeah, and I think that's a good summary. 
Um, so with that, I think I'll wrap it up. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. For more information, visit scriptorium.com or check the show notes for relevant links.